0: The Views on a Breath of Fresh Air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast, here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. In the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued a decree concerning the house of the God of Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt, the place where the people offered sacrifices. Uh, Let the foundations of it be firmly laid, its height 60 cubits and its width 60 cubits, with three rows of heavy stones and one row of new timber. Let the expenses be paid from the king's treasury. Also. Let the gold and the silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple, which is in Jerusalem and brought to Babylon, be restored and taken back to the temple, which is in Jerusalem, each to its place and deposit them in the house of God.
0: Thank you, my scribe. That was a most excellent history lesson. Now, therefore, tell Tatanai, governor, beyond the river, Shethar, Boznai, and your companions, the are which are beyond the river, be far from this whole reconstruction effort. Leave the work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God in his place. Also... I am making a new decree for you to do to the elders and all of the Jews as they build the house of their God. The full cost is to be paid to those people from the royal treasury out of the taxes of the provinces beyond the Euphrates River and without interruption. And whatever is needed, bulls, rams and lambs for burnt offerings to the God of the heaven and wheat, salt, wine and anointing oil as the priest in Jerusalem order. It is to be given to them daily without fail so that they may offer acceptable sacrifices to the god of heaven and pray for the lives of the king and his sons and i issued a decree that any person who violates this decree a timber shall be pulled out of his house and he shall be impaled on it and his house shall be turned into a refuse heap a dunghill. on account of this may the god who has caused his name to dwell there overthrow any king or people who attempts to change it so as to destroy that house of god in jerusalem i darius have issued this decree it is to be carried out with diligence into the unfolding saga of persistence and divine
1: vindication as we venture into Ezra chapters 5 and 6. In this episode, we witness the continued efforts to rebuild the temple amidst opposition, the prophetic voices that emboldened the community, and the ultimate triumph of justice. In the face of adversity, this story unfolds, a testament to unwavering faith and power of divine intervention. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of a breath of fresh air podcast here with your host Gate. and Earl Roberts. Hopefully everyone there is having a great week. Hopefully everyone out there enjoyed their Thanksgiving last week. For those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving and had some uh, turkey and other food, but hopefully it was a great time. Hopefully everyone got time just to like relax and reflect on God's goodness and gratefulness and thankfulness and all that fun stuff
2: that comes along with the holiday season um how you doing man
0: well all right bro I was sharing with you that unfortunately I had another injury These people <laughs> time, gonna start
1: having a prayer request just for you
0: all right my wife told me 30 in to yard my body start breaking down but this time I, I can't I don't think I can blame my age but who knows but I I dislocated my knee bro it was a quick thing mercy it, in and out, <laughs> I was playing basketball, you know, I started, the floor was wet. When I go on the jump, the leg that I was jumping off kind of slid, and my body, you know, was disoriented a little bit. I, I feel a crack, and then when I crack right back. I was happy for that, though. I was happy that when I learn it, learned, it, learned, it, learned, it, learned, it learned, it's supposed to. <laughs> oh, man. Gotta but it's all because the dudes, the like the young the, the young boys I was playing with, they um, uh, they gave me my stuff. I was really like confused because I'm like bro, I I ain't never seen a wheelchair in this in this gym before. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, like I don't know if I can get to the to the hospital, like call a, like, call an ambulance or what, bro. Like that could be so dramatic, right? But boy, I I I hobble out out of the like the basketball area. Mm-hmm. I I I closed the tears. I and I wasn't really about to cry, but that, it, it was it was really painful. This dude walk up to me, you 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 done you you, you done you gonna you're gonna finish play I look at him like bro what? <laughs> 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 like bro don't stop freaking out but by the time I make it out the door he had already taken my spot on the court and they had finished he was finishing the game bro I was like, like, it's like, fast, bro. I was like, the show must go on. The it's show like must those. go on. <laughs> it's moments like those where you realize the world continues to spin, no matter how you I feel know. about it. Because <laughs> I, 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 I was so lost, bro. Like, I really was like, like, I didn't think it was the end of the world, right? but I was I was afraid that I had, I had torn something in my knee. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, I was kind like, of scared of, because I was like, should I even be trying to walk? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank God, this, this gym of an elevator, but when I get out that elevator, boy, I couldn't move, but, but, <laughs> his duty to feel so bad for me, he got go and help me get the crutches, <laughs> help me to my car and everything. When I make it to the hospital, the x-ray come out negative, I didn't bring anything. Oh, but I good. I do got a follow up, um to get an MRI to to see like the muscle or the tendon damage or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the grace of God, I feel good. My... I can walk on my on my knee. It, it's it's still I still feel discomfort. It's still like pretty swollen, big mm-hmm. crutches and stuff like that. But by the grace of God, I'm good. You know what I mean? By the time people hear this, I would we would be almost wrapping up our half week of revival, my wife and I. But mm-hmm. if you listen to, to this as soon as it drops at 8 p.m. You need to uh stop what you're doing and go to the manual temple. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put the link below. Like No, seriously, we're
1: going to put the link below in this episode for the, for the revival series with the Cosmos Wife up to go because it's really good. I mean, it, in real time, just at like one, which is on Saturday, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where his wife kicked it off and right? it was really, it's a really great message. I think that link is still up on YouTube too, so we'll probably link it below as well. But yeah, man, having a new revival, which is great, which is great. And they're touching... What is it? Touching hearts. And, you know, just bringing the, words. Words bringing the word to the young people. It's it's good. And it's like what we we'll all should be doing and spreading the word of God and ministering and using our talents and our gifts. So that's a great blessing.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I have a joke on Boston today, right? Because I was it. listening to a sermon on, on Jonah. Because I was just trying to see perspective, right? Because that's one of the... That's one of the people I spoke about. You know, I, I spoke about this in the past too, but I wanted to read like redo it from a different angle. <laughs> and this dude was talking about how <laughs> he was talking about how mm-hmm. oh, was he saying, oh, he's talking about kind of like running away from God. Now like you're yeah, you running away from God, you can cause a storm, right? Mm-hmm. And your storm can impact everyone else around you. Because of you, because of you being dysfunctional. You know what I mean, and he turned around and said, "Well, I know, I know nothing in this church. You No know, pastor's always say that joke, right? Mm-hmm. But he said, he said, but maybe it is like maybe maybe it's one person in here that 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 going through that. nice I sorry for the other thousands of people who got to listen for that one person. But I hope it. I hope that you learned the lesson from this story. And I just thought that was funny because you know we always pray and be like, Lord, if we only can touch one soul, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. He touched well, the one soul." But the remainder of the church, of the congregation, we just we just vice on us, you know. We Mercy. just fact it's not because
1: of that. But I thought that was kind of funny. It's, it's, it's true, you know. what I'm saying like, hey, the message ain't really for you, but you could get something for it. But there's someone who really needs to hear with with this message dropped today. Really oh, yeah. needs to hear it. Hey, it's, it's it's so crazy. Like uh, some two people could go into the same church service and come out feeling completely different. Because one person got what they really needed and the other person was like, oh, it was just all right.
0: I was in church about like a month ago. But when I left church, I had to call my mom, bro, because I really had to vent. I had mm-hmm. to vent, bro. Like, I was like, mommy, wait, I know what I got to do, but something just ain't working for me. Mm-hmm. I sit in church and the pastor was eating, bro. The pastor was eating dog like it was a girl in front of me everything he say she was like what like she's flabbergasted at everything he say and i think i was low-key hating because it really was irritating me because i was like bro like like it's not like that's not profound like i, I was really sitting there like hey, dog like what you know what i mean like, i was like bro this... like he wasn't out of context you know what i'm saying like he was preaching but i just was like bro this is so rudimentary to me you know and, and my mommy had to say, like, you know, some people on, on formula, you know what I mean? Some people want me. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? You can't, as a pastor, you can't touch every area. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You can't, you can't reach every demographic, you know? But I, I I was just so, I just didn't know how to feel, bro. I felt weird about that, dog, because I was just like, bro. Like, I, I felt, I, it kind of made me feel like people, oh, man. Sorry, y'all. I, I don't like to you know how I do this so where way, I don't finish my sentence, but I, let me tell you how it made me feel. It made me feel like people in church was there to be entertained. And oh, I'll tell a- you Ooh. why I say that.
2: Let me you tell, I'll tell you
0: why I say that, bro. When I went to Oakwood University, um, I noticed something. And for context, Oakwood University, as most Adventist schools, I believe, they have really good singers. Like, like it's a very high pop concentration of good singers. You know what I'm saying? And then even on the lower levels, like people can hold a note like me. I wouldn't be considered a good singer, but I could definitely hold a note. You know what I'm saying? But we are very talented people that, that matriculate through real quick. And you would see that for like Chapel and AY. <laughs> Somebody could sing, bro. And they could sing the song straight. And you know, people praise the Lord. But if they sing the song and they Ooh, and, and do all of that vocal aerobics, you could see the reaction from the crowd. Like, ah, like, and, and to me, it was, I was, that always made, that kind of disconnected me from the prayers because I'm like, is the prayers contingent on how good the singer is or how good God is? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if, if we, if this person's singing and we are involved in the worship service, are we only reacting based on how good they are performing. It, or, and is it a performance? Is it not worship? You know? So as I sat in that church, it made me feel like, bro, people was listening for keywords. Like, you all might literally not know the text or the point he's trying to make, but as soon as he says, God is good all the time, oh, everybody, amen. everybody responds. Oh, amen, amen. You see what I'm saying? Because people are really just listening. It's like, a, it's like a, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a hobbit, bro, like, we just doing this like we going through the motions, basically. You feel me? That's how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I felt like I was mm-hmm. in a simulation, and that's and, and it kind of bothered me. But I could see that the, the girl in front of me and the people just in church, I could see they was really enjoying it. So that's why I had to kind of like like vent about it because I didn't know how to even. I didn't. I don't know how to feel about how I felt. But that's <laughs> that's a valid
1: thing, right? Because like, I mean, I had a talk in college. that kind of like hit on this point but from like a different perspective but a lot of people feel this way it's not just you a lot of people feel this way at different points in their life with the whole entire church experience like some people say it's fake some people say it's you know like it's not authentic some people say like it is less fulfilling some people say that worship ain't this good I mean like it's crazy right a lot of people treat church like going to a restaurant and their tithes and offering is the tip that they pay for the service that they receive a lot of people go to church saying, all right, the the appetizer, how was the praise and worship? You know what I'm saying? How are the drinks? How, how was the like, you know, special music? Uh, how was the speaker, the main cause? How was my entree? Now, was this all good? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Just for like a dollar or $5 tip? All right, perfect. Yeah, it was worth it today. But mm-hmm. uh, man, a couple months ago, a couple of our mutual friends, i ain't going to call in Asia, but we were having the same conversation. I was like, what's the purpose of church? right mm-hmm. it's a place for broken people to come to hopefully get healed oh what happened am i still here you still here i
0: can hear you all right perfect yeah my I oh, we just, might not be recording are we still recording No, oh,
1: we're, we're still, still recording. recording so yeah. anyway i had to hit a button just on my computer and like things went haywire but you know we're we gonna leave this in the podcast it just happens but anyway it's like what's the purpose mm-hmm. of coming to church right it's a it's a hospital for it's a hospital for sinners right and a lot of times I'm like hold this part right. I was talking a pastor one time, and he was saying like one of the hardest things for me to do on a Sabbath morning is balance his sermon. Because in the audience, you're gonna have people who are just finding out God for the first time, so you don't want to lose them. There are people who are Christians for fifty years, so you don't want to bother them. So like, how do you mm-hmm. reach that middle ground in the middle? Right? And, and it's a hard. It's a, I mean, I think it's a hard thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you've been doing this for a while, it's like, all right, cool. Because like. You're a guest speaker, sometimes you don't know, like, the audience. You're like, I'm putting together my message, God's inspiring me. God's going to give you you a message. But as the pastor, you're like, oh, yeah, I just was working with this person this week who I know is going through this. They're probably going to want to hear this word. I know this family's over here dealing with a death. I know this family over here is dealing with, like, another family member that's sick. These people over here dealing with, like, a divorce. You know, like, you're balancing all these things on your message that you have to deliver, like, on Sabbath morning, Sunday morning for, like, Sunday listeners. so much different things to balance when you're trying to cultivate or curate an environment for your for your flaw and it's hard it's hard you know it's not a burden i want to it's not a burden that i want to that i want to go through right but at at a certain point in my speech in college it was like a week of worship thing right but either way my whole point was like sometimes you gotta look within like we so we come to church so much times just wanting to say like what can we get out of this experience versus like how can mm-hmm. we add to the uh to the atmosphere? Because quite honestly, like our demeanor, our as we say, vibes that we give off or whatever, right? But sometimes your presence, your attitude ain't even conducive to worship. Because you already mm-hmm. came into this house of God expecting to get something that you want to get. And you almost mm-hmm. sometimes close yourself off from the blessing that God intended for you to get. You know what I'm saying? It's like you 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 went expecting one thing, and so you close off yourself from actually getting the blessing that, that God had there for you just because you was expecting something else. It's like someone was ready to give you $100, but you was expecting to go there and get the 50 I went, It was it like you was getting the 50 You get fed up, and you wasn't even hearing them out in the wall. Whereas you're going to mm-hmm. get a double of the blessing, but it's like you close yourself up. I find myself guilty of this. So this is me, like, really talking to myself. You know, I go to church and be like, bro, this place boring, bro. Like, seriously, like, but why am I here, bro? you looking at the time. Your stomach starts growling. you like, oh, boy, okay. When should we leave? Should we leave during the closing song? Should we leave when the pastors walk out? Do I want to pull a scene? Like, you know, you really your great, ex- your great exit, right? But it's yeah. like if you start thinking about this early on in the service, you ain't even in the service no more because your mind already on eating your, eating your salad meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I have to check myself a lot of times so like, bro, like you in church, like, no, no, be here, be present, see what God has for you in this moment. And you know, that honestly, I wouldn't say it's not something for you, but hey, you might reaffirm something that you already know. You might hear something that you hear like you already know, but you may see it from a slightly different angle. And quite honestly, bro, sometimes it's just the joy of seeing people who still on baby milk to your mother's point, to Paul's point. And you're like, bro, it's good that you actually getting understand this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remembered what I felt when I first figured that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember mm-hmm. the joy and exuberance that I had when I first figured that out. And it's cool to see other people seeing that experience as well. Like, you know, like sometimes it ain't just all about us. And it's so what's so crazy, too is like the 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 conversations we might have with people, even about this quote unquote barn service might even be more fulfilling to us. But if we never had if we was ever in the service, we can't even have the conversations about it. you know, like it, it's so much different ways God might take this service and have you make it a fulfilling and a blessing to you. but if you're so focused on what you're trying to get out of it, half of the times you lose it on the blessing,
0: yeah, that's true. I was uh, when I was preparing for my ser- my sermons. I listened to one of the sermons from college, one of the sermons that were like most memorable to me from college. Mm-hmm. And it was so nostalgic. I was like, oh, I, I remember the sermon. I remember the points that he was gonna make. like i like I could I could almost say him at the same time as him. And I only heard the sermon once. And when I was listening to it, I was like, it was something good, but this wasn't as life changing as I remembered it. You know what I'm saying? But it just goes to show where Maybe I was at the time. time. yeah The time. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, another thing, um, I was listening to a sermon by my boy Psalm Pascal the Um, he um he was talking about praise and worship, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry, y'all, if I if I'm speaking real slow, that's because I'm on these. He's mad. <laughs> I feel it taking a toll on me dog. I ain't gonna lie. But the show oh, must gonna, go on. My boy got <laughs> to tree real hard boy. I, I telling you. <laughs> bro, but anyway, he was saying, I can't remember the text but I really wish I could I can remember the text. Mm-hmm. But he was saying how people come to church and they believe that they the audience. Mm-hmm. And I was like I was like, "Okay, I feel you a little bit." And then he turned around and say, "God is the audience." And I was like, OMG, if we praise in God, right? And God ain't praising no one. You see what I'm saying? God is the only one who, we, who just sitting back and enjoying what the, the offering that we give it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, so, so when the singer is singing and the pastor is preaching, obviously the audience, we're not involved at that exact moment. Maybe we might be if, if it's singing or whatever we'll have you. But the only person who from start to finish is the audience in this whole event is God. Because everybody that comes here, whether you come for a word or not, there should be an atmosphere of praise, of thanksgiving, of prayer. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But, you know, a lot of times uh, just culturally, like church culture, like it feels like you go into a concert or, or something like that, you know?
1: Well, I'll especially nowadays with these, some of these bigger churches, they leave. <laughs> you looking like oh, yeah. you're going into a concert when you go into church, man. Me and Dominic, I was talking, mm-hmm. like, what's it, what, two weeks ago? And we was like, man, like, we were, we were just talking about, like, Walla Walla, like, how Vespas was. I was like, bro, Vespas was really dark, not like in a, like in a physical, like, light sense. I'm like, anybody walking to Vespas at night, it was like, you can't tell who's here. <laughs> the lights on <laughs> stage, they play the music lighting, or whatever. Yeah. You're like, I was like, bro, we really was it was like going to a concert. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. That's
0: that's how it is. Sometimes I do go to you see like some <clears keep throat> of <on throat> these throat> naked
1: churches now, We're like, bro, this, this, every Sunday is a concert venue.
0: Oh yeah. Different story for a different time though, because some people can bring up some really good points publicly mm-hmm. as to you know how, how to address this on both sides, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, most of bro, like, I I feel like, I feel like ultimately we need to remember that, you know, we all are we're calling on our lives. God is calling us to do, you see what I'm saying? Like, listening, absorbing, learning, important, but that's not where the journey ends. You know what I'm saying? Our, our role as Christians isn't just to go to church every week and to be a sponge, you know what I'm saying? Eventually we got to do, you know.
1: In the words of my brother Jaden, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the book of Ezra. Last week, we saw how the Israelites Animes of the Jews. Oh. Yeah, well, you know, enemies of the Jews, see way. right? Uh, they, 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 they were receiving some opposition. From some foes of the land who were the Samaritans, essentially, predominantly there were other people too. But it was like the Samaritans were focusing on now. And then we went to discussion as to why the Samaritans were doing it. Like they asked to help rebuild the temple. They got shunned. went of different reasons about that. Like, you know, they were left there. They thought they were, they were, they claimed to be worshiping God, the, the one true God, but they were essentially had the pagan mixes because of the story of how the Babylonian king. Well, that wasn't the Babylonian king, the Assyrian king sent. Down to like people there to help dwell after he like conquered it. Either way, we went into all that. And now we're in, and we also saw the letter from who was uh Xerxes?
0: Adyxerxes. Yeah, Xerxes.
1: He got Xerxes, so, who essentially yes. told him to stop building.
0: Go for yep. It. No, I was just wanted to say, so the enemies they kind of poison on Xerxes' mind. Mm-hmm. Um And they was just like, bro, these people, these Jews building this temple, they troublemakers, they ain't gonna pay. They can make you look bad as a king. Now we give you some homework. Go look through the records, see if we lie in. So and and it was it was was really a a good plan on their behalf because on paper, what y'all are saying can be seen as true if we just looking at it in a nutshell. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like without without the proper context. And so Xerxes was like, bro, based on your information, I don't see no faults, no faults in what you're saying. And so, um, yeah, this this must be stopped. And so that that leads us to today's chapter.
1: So today's chapter, Ezra chapter five. Ah, Then the prophet Haggai and Zachariah the son of Edo, prophets prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of God of Israel, who was over them. So Zerubbabel, the son of Shotiel, and Jes- Jeshua, the son of Josadak rose up and began to build the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, helping them.
2: So I just wanted to read what Haggai uh, he- 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 guy- he- guy said. Um, In this in verse.
0: So yeah. while you look at that, yeah, go um, for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it yet. Oh, uh, well. Anyway, so you know, the Bible sometimes they, they summarize things. So the last chapter <clears throat> was a summary of events that happened during the reign of King Artaxerxes. Now, mm-hmm. if you remember how Ezra starts. We start in the first year of Cyrus's reign.
2: You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying,
0: and he issued a decree for the Jews to go rebuild the temple, etc. Now we talk about Artaxerxes, that was in chapter four. However, there was uh, two kings in between. There was a Darius, and there was a Xerxes. You know what I'm saying, and so um, chapter four was kind of a summary of things of things that happened. But now, moving forward, chapter five and and then chapter six and so on, they're us they giving us context as to what happened in between Cyrus and Artaxerxes. And so <clears throat> just, just have that in your mind as we go through this story for this chapter.
1: Exactly. OK, so I'm going to just read part of chapter. I was trying to pick the best part, but I'm going to just read, like, starting from Hegai 1. When the second year of King Darius in the sixth month of the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet of Zerubbabel came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel the son of Shartiel, governor of Judah and Joshua and and Joshua the son of Jehozhad the high priest saying thus speaks the Lord of hosts saying the people says the time has not come the time of the Lord's house should should, should be built that the time of the Lord's house should be built then the word of the Lord came by by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your panel houses and the temple to lie in ru- ruins? Now, therefore, the Lord of, of hosts says, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not yet filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages earns wages to put in a bag with holes. And the Lord of hosts says, Consider your ways go up into the mountains and bring wood and build a temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. So, I mean, like in context with this too, so now we see like Takazi's point, we we're making like last chapter, we kind of fast forward to see the end and our exercise, now we're filling in the middle, and so we know in Cyrus, from King Cyrus, they entered and they were supposed to start building. We see they laid the foundations and everything. When we come into Haggai, we kind of see the book starts, and, and and it's the context that's being laid, like, first of all, we first thing we see, like, oh, Cyrus is no longer the king, we're in a different kingdom, we in Darius, that means some time has elapsed, right? We see uh, Zerubbabel is, is governor of Judah, which you didn't really get that context explicitly in Ezra, but we see Zerubbabel is like the governor of Judah right now, it's like, he's like, you know, kind of ruling the providence and, and being in charge of things. But we also see, like, the prophet is saying, hey, guys, you're, pro- you're being prosperous in this land now. You guys have, you've rebuilt your homes. You're, you're in your panelled houses. You have food. You have drink. You, you're working, but you're neglected. What you one of the main things you're supposed to do. You're, you're neglecting actually rebuilding the temple. And you're saying, "Oh, it's not time yet. Oh, yeah, we'll get to." It. And hey, guys, like, what are you guys waiting on? Like, mm-hmm. what are you guys waiting on? Like, God wants this temple to be rebuilt now. He wants to come here and take pleasure and dwell with you guys, that he can be glorified. Like, mm-hmm. you guys told the Samaritans, you're not going to help us. Oh, this is Earl, paraphrase. Uh, you guys told Samaritans, we're not going to help you because you guys ain't even worshiping our God the right way. We, we don't want you guys to come and sully our religion and sully our temple to our God. But you guys ain't even building the temple. So, like, you guys tell them, though, but you ain't even doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, what's the problem? Like, have you guys lost encouragement? And we've seen Zachariah, like, because Zachariah kind of, like, goes, like, just kind of talks throughout, but he's like, hey, guys, like, you need to, like, be doing what you need to be doing. You're back in the line. Like, there are things you need to be doing. And, like, don't lose hope and don't lose heart.
0: And then on top of that, we know even from last chapter that the enemies, they, uh, the Jews, they made it their point to mm-hmm. frustrate their efforts. I think that's the way the, uh, the King James do it. So it was a snare to them a little bit, you know, but they probably just didn't have the ambition, you know, to to work that hard. Some some of the elders, they was, you know, it was a bittersweet moment for them, for them when they even saw the foundation late, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um,
1: think they held there. So verse three, at the same time, how you say this? Like, I feel Tatanai? like Tatanai, right? Or Tatanai. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> like, like oh, I was just saying it when I was reading. I was like, bro, I don't even know if he's saying it, right? Like, you know, just say it in your head. You're like, because you can get it, it reading in your head because you don't really have mm-hmm. to pronounce the word for real. Like, it's right. like your brain just says something to keep going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, Tatanai, the governor of the region beyond the river, and Shethar, Bonzai, and, and their companions came to them and spoke to them, Who has commanded you to build this temple and finish this wall? And again, so we see from Haggai, uh, Zerubbabel is the governor of this province of, of Judea, essentially, Jerusalem. And now we see a governor from a different region beyond the river. And this could be beyond the Jordan River, because you know the Jordan River is right there. You know, like, there's a different governor coming to approach them and saying, who gave you guys permission to build this temple and this wall? Then accordingly, we told them the names of the men who were constructing this building. But the eye of their God was upon the elders of the Jews so that we could not make them cease till a report could go to Darius. Then a written answer was returned concerning this motto. This is a copy of the letter that Tatanai sent. The governor of the region beyond, the river, and Shethar died, Buzz, and his companions, the Persians, who were in the regions beyond the river, to Darius the king. They sent a letter to him in which was written thus. <laughs> it's like, you gotta like the little stuff like that in the
0: Bible. <laughs> to Darius then, the hold, Go hold, hold on, but then at the same time, right? It's <laughs> like, they are this little, this little piece, but when they read the when you read the letter, Mm -hmm. the letter really just kind of reiterate what they actually said. And, and you know, you see what I'm saying? So it's like, we go through the actual, the actual dialogue. And then in letter form, it's like, yeah. So when I talked to them, they said this, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> we're going over it twice. It reminds me of early in, in the part um, when mm-hmm. we spoke about Eleazar. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the longest chapters, I think the longest chapter in the book of Genesis, when Eleazar had his dialogue, right? He spoke to Rebecca and, and everything. And then when he got back to Abram, Abraham, who was his master, he was like, Yeah, when I spoke to Rebecca, she said X, Y, Z. Then we're going through all of that that we just read already, you know? I didn't it was think it's like, funny. It was like, "Oh boy. <laughs> they really got to they really got to go through really this.
2: detailed. Yeah, they really detailed it right now." So, oh. okay, so this was the okay, yeah. To Darius the King,
1: all peace. Let it be known to the king that we went into the province of Judea to the temple of the great god, which is being built with heavy stones and timber is being laid in the walls, this, and this work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. Then we asked those elders and spoke thus to them, who commands you to build this temple and to finish these walls. We also asked them their names to inform you that we might write the names of the men who were chief among them. And thus they returned and us, saying, we are servants of the God of heaven and earth, and we are rebuilding the temple that was built many years ago. In which the great king of Israel built and completed, but because of our fathers provoked the God of heaven to wrath, he gave them into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, the Chaldean, who destroyed this temple and carried away the people to Babylon. However, in the first year of Cyrus, king of <laughs> the first year of Cyrus, king of Babylon, King Cyrus issued a decree to to build the house of God. I just find it funny they say king of Babylon.
0: Yeah, I think that might be the, the translation
1: of I wonder if that's what it's saying. Yeah, double check. James. I mean, it's funny because it's like it wasn't wrong. He conquered Babylon. You know what I'm saying? Like right, he that's conquered so Barbarin, king, like, like everything. Yeah, like if we look at Nebuchadnezzar, but he was like king of the universe, and I'm like, bro, you right.
0: <laughs> like, he was he was the king of the earth, bro. <laughs> you know, it says that in the King James as well. So it's king of Babylon. Yeah,
1: it's just funny, like it's like, yeah, you're not wrong. You did conquer Babylon, no, but you were also like a Persian, well, I guess a, a Median king or Persian king at that point. He was a Persian king,
0: but he was also king of Babylon. Like if, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, since Babylon is the topic right now, because we, we just go on to Nebuchadnezzar. So mm-hmm. we just say I I I could just stick to to the topic. We're <laughs> talking about Babylon, so I stick into that.
1: Yeah, it was just like, yeah, OK, yeah, we, we ain't going to get too technical with this right now. Like, <laughs> right. OK. King Cyrus issued a decree to build this house of God, also the gold and silver articles of the House of God, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple that it was in Jerusalem and carried into the Temple of Babylon. Those King Cyrus took from the Temple of Babylon, they were given to one named who had who he had made governor. And he said to him, take these articles, go carry them to the temple site that is in Jerusalem and let the house of God be rebuilt on its former site. Then the same Sheshbazar came and laid the foundation of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. But from that time, even till now, it has been under construction and has not been finished. So I assume Sheshbazar and Zerubbabel are the same
2: person. Yeah, because earlier they say that they say it's river, man. <laughs> You know, uh, I try to figure out how how
1: big of a limb I just stepped on and said that, you know. let <laughs> right, let's let's see what Gumi got to say. Yeah.
2: Beginning.
1: All right, so I keep on reading. Now, therefore, it seems to be good. Now, therefore, <laughs> but it seems to be good to the king. Let a search be made in the king's treasure house, which is there in Babylon. Whether it is so that a decree was issued by King Cyrus to build the house of God at Jerusalem,
2: and let the king send us his pleasure concerning this model. Yeah, Bazar is the same as Zerubha. That's good. That's good. Okay. Whew. Oh my everyone had different names back in these times, though. But I mean, think
1: like, what the Shes sound more like though, right? It doesn't it sound more like a Babylonian name? You of to do and Zerubbabel, I mean Zerubbabel sounds more like the Hebrewish name, I granted I could be completely wrong. don't chew my head off, but it's just funny like how pre pre-port we was looking we were just talking about like how almost everyone at this time had like uh a, a Babylonian name and like a Hebrew name, especially if you were like from especially it was one of those who was in captivity who got taken to Babylon during during the time of Nebuchadnezzar. Like, you had a Babylonian and a and a, Hebrew, and a Hebrew name. We know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know Daniel. We know, like,
2: <laughs> a famous queen that we're going to talk about later. Like, everyone yep. said multiple names. That's <laughs> true. All right. So, in chapter 6, verse 1, then King Darius issued a decree,
1: and a search was made in the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon. And at Achimathea, in a palace that is in the province of Media, uh, a scroll scroll was found, and in it was written a record was written thus. This is a decree from Cyrus. In the first year king of Cyrus, Cyrus issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Let the house be rebuilt, let the place where they offered sacrifices, and let the foundations of it be firmly laid, and its height 60 cubits, and its width 60 cubits. With three, with three rows of heavy stones, and in one row of new timber, let the expenses be paid from the king's treasury. Also, let the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple, which is in Jerusalem, and brought to and brought to Babylon, be restored and taken back to the temple, which is in Jerusalem. Each to his place, and deposit them in the house of the God. Now, therefore, Tetanai, governor of the region beyond the river, and Sheth, and Shethar Banzai and your companions, the Persians, who are beyond the river. Keep yourselves far from there. <laughs> hey, that was the ancient Persian way of saying, mind your business.
0: Yeah, yeah, it comes from around there, bro.
1: Like, mind your business. Like, hey, why are you even,
0: like, why are you even there? This isn't even your yeah. region. That happened to me the other day, bro. I was getting um, into um work. I had a feel bad, right? I was, I was nauseous, stuff like that. Um, I had my ID in my pocket. It was it's supposed to be on your person. Hang in. Mm-hmm. I gone through, but I don't I don't go in office often, but I had already been in multiple times that week. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I nod my head at the security guard and go on my business, but it was this lady who was at another desk who I don't know what she is. Or what she, who she is or what she's due. And um, I go straight to the bathroom, I come out, and the security is waiting on me outside the bathroom. Say, do you work here? And I say, Yeah. And I showed her my badge. And now the lady, she she trying to friend up now. Oh, sorry, I did, you, need to put it on. Why, why don't you clip it on? I say, I say my, my badge break, like um the, the clip part break. And she go on to the security guard and say, Do do y'all have any more clips? The security say no. And so now Ain't no way out of her embarrassment right now for 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 sticking her nose. where, where I don't, don't belong, belong. It. You see, what I said, but I, I, but what y'all think I was gonna do? I already in the building. You see, what I said I come and true, like I know what I doing. You know what I mean? Just because, wait, let's say, let's say I did off on my barge, and you just ain't notice it. Bro. You see, what I said, like, bro, mm-hmm. why like, why, why are you being so weird? So she was like, yeah, um, uh, did you get, did you get the? tea? We have free, we, no, she said, Do you, we have free coffee in the lounge. I said, I'll drink coffee. Oh, but we have tea to it, but she was fighting hard. <laughs> she was fighting hard to, to, to make up for it, because she knows she, she kind of run out, you see what I'm saying? Like, cause, but in, my, in my building, we got we got like six floors, bro, mm-hmm. a bunch of different teams, mm-hmm. but in a way you could know everybody who work here, bro, you see what I'm saying? Like, and then at the same time, I've been is a big organization, you see what I'm saying? I, I can a easily do no transfer something. You, you see what I'm saying? I could easily be on the hospital side, you don't know me, or whatever. You know what I mean? I could, but I could literally still be in the corporate campus, but in a different building, in a different six, eight floor building. You see what I'm saying? Like, like but you ain't gonna know everyone, though. Like, and I don't even know who she is, bro. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway. I I didn't question you. Why are you questioning me? Real dark and so, and 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 my point is, bro. Like anyway, I get it now. So now we see this start eye fella, right? Yeah. He does due diligence, right? He he pressed these people, to ask them what they about. You see what they saying? But now when they come back, when King Darius see, oh no, these people legit. And they have reason to come here because remember last chapter we read that they never stop working. You mm-hmm. see, it's a God was on them and they just keep working. So now Darius saying, bro, I I I see your zeal or whatever. We'll come from around, these people, bro. Don't, don't go around sniffing your nose. You you do your due diligence. I confirm that they're supposed to be here now. Nah, leave them alone. See what I'm saying? Don't be putting your nose up in their business no more.
1: Wait, I like you know what's funny too because you could tell Di- or Darius was like, All right, since you won't be brown nosy, here's what I could do. Mm-hmm. Moreover, like, All right, mm-hmm. we got this established, right? But moreover. Mm-hmm okay now that funny. verse 18 yeah eight. more i should decree as to what you shall do for the elders for the jews yeah, the yeah. house of god give you some homework <laughs> let the cost be paid at the king's expense from the taxes on the region from beyond the river that is to be given immediately to these men, so that, that they are not hindered and whatever they need young bulls rams and lambs for the burnt offering of the God of heaven, wheat, salt, wine, and oil, oil according to the request from the priests who are in Jerusalem, let it be given to them day by day without fail, that they may offer sacrifice of the sweet aroma to God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons. Also, I issued decree that whoever alters this edict, let a timber be pulled from his house and erected, and let him be hanged on it. And let, the, and let his house be made a refuse heap because of this. And may God, may the God who causes his name to dwell there destroy any king or people who put their hand to alter it or to destroy this house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, issue a decree. Let it be done diligently.
0: I think in this, in this book, if I remember correctly, they can they get frequently say if if you all go against this thing, let your house become a refuse heap, which is a downhill. Yeah. In, King, in the King James, they call it a downhill. But I think it's kind of wild that they say, bro, get get like <laughs> get like a piece of wood from the foundation of your house and we can hang you on that. It's like, bro. and that way, ancient
1: society never used to play, bro. No. Ancient society never used to play.
0: <laughs> it's just, it just so interesting how we, we live in such a world like even outside of the world where it's like it's, a, it's such a different regard for human life you know what I mean mm-hmm. but then like it wasn't <laughs>
1: you know I tell you, it was just a mm-hmm. different,
0: different upbringing
1: it was just a different world man like it's so crazy because we literally can't father what it was to live in these times bro like no, it's crazy, it. like
0: we literally just can't fathom it. <laughs> but I yeah, I do know why it's saying say, say I hear. Yeah. But anyway, I was listening to the audio, so I guess I could say I hear, yeah. but she didn't say it. Anyway, semantic. But in one of our writings, she was talking about David. This is a patriarchal prophet, right? She was alleging that David was one of the, the people who was wasn't really that much affected by all of the war that he had been through. And you can deduce that from scripture, mm-hmm. but I find that very fascinating. I, I can't say that I, I'm 100 percent sold on that. You know, because he didn't act like a like a crazy dude. You know, you know all these things sit on your mind. You know, it's like you can see people like war veterans, especially during like um like Vietnam, like people who was in the World War and stuff like that. They cut. They didn't come back the same. Like like they 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 see right? You see what I'm saying? Like, it, it changed them for real. But she was saying how oh, David wasn't really that not much impacted, so he still like, was tender and loving and, and thing like that. But I just like, bro, I know, but if you kill your tens of thousands, but <laughs> I just don't know, bro, like, how could you compartmentalize, for real? Like, how does sitting on your head, on your mind, you know? But that's all, specula- it's all speculation. One thing I want to say but Ellen, though, no. To the people who just give a flock? Mm-hmm. I, I want y'all to reconsider that because, like, anyone can come and say, boy, well, the pastor say on Sabbath, where the pastor's preaching, and he say X, Y, Z, right? And we ain't taking it as law, but his perspective, is context. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I look at Ellen the same way. I look at Ellen the same way I look at if I was to listen to Pastor Snell at, at Oakwood preach, his perspective, his take, his research on the motto. You know what I'm saying? Now obviously this thing the human at the end of the day, but the Holy Spirit could be leading them. Or you know, this could be a uh, based on again, a human mind and that's flawed. You know what I'm saying? Take it or leave it, you know, but you know, but don't I can't write you off just because or you say it, you know what I mean? Like, I know <clears throat> Man, at the same time too, it's like t- backing up your
1: point. She never really said to take up what she says gospel. It's it's boxed. She was pointing, she was pointing back to the Bible, like the Bible's the ultimate thing. And so, mm-hmm. like, like with everything, like the Bible say test everything, and, and, and you can't be biased, unbiased about it. Like the Bible say test everything that was written against the Bible, against God's holy word. So if someone says something that doesn't line up with the Bible, then you know you disregard it. But like that's how mm-hmm. That's even how parts of the apocrypha were or was essentially kicked out. We can it's talk true, about man. that in a later day of time. But like that's that's why. That's why the Catholics have a completely different Bible than most than all Protestants. I'm like the mm-hmm. Bible we read is different because they have extra books. And it, it's uh, that's a that's that's a that's a uh kind of worms I just opened that I'm just gonna like tightly seal back and we're gonna talk about that later. You, want, you got something oh, sorry.
2: No, I mean, no, it back I, up, I, so I, I got want, the cat I, I want, them, bro. Yeah.
0: I do to it But I was, I realized, I found out that the book of Daniel in the Catholic Bible have like two additional stories yeah. in that book, bro.
1: Esther's like, logo. Um, yeah, they, they, they have more books the Maccabees.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I I was familiar that they had other books, you know. But yeah, but there's
1: actually like, like other books that we have in our current, like there, there are chapters that have been, mm-hmm. but. And again, I mean, I, honestly, I think it'd even be good for us to talk about at some point. Just like give our perspective, because I mean, you could go on YouTube and give other people's perspective as to why. Because I mean, it's a, it's, it's something that other people who outside of Christianity have pointed back, like you guys can't even agree with holy totally and what's not. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And there's different, even other historical writers who were from Jewish times who even like say like these are the books that they considered holy in the Old Testament. And you can go back mm-hmm. and like see like kind of like what we have today. You know what I'm saying? So, again, just like everything, even back there, like how I look at it, there were people who offered their own commentary in the Bible. And it's like, was that canon? It's like writing a book review, man, and you, you want your book review to become a part of the main book. It's not going to happen. It's just, right. It's just not going to happen, you know? So... But yeah, we we could do we could we we could do an episode on that. I mean, hey guys, twenty twenty four. You know, we never know what we have up our sleeves. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But yeah, we do. I, I think like I don't know, like topics like that. I like to talk about because it's like you know, it gives historical context of things that's related to Christianity that's not in the Bible per se. You know, mm-hmm. and these are like a lot of questions that people have. A lot of questions who people, especially new to the faith, they they struggle with. And it's it's something that that's a stumbling block a lot of people because when you're new to the faith, man, you ain't to the level yet where you're dissecting what's in and not in the book and why. You just accept Christ as your personal savior, man. You're just trying to figure this thing out. You know what I'm saying? Like people who are level ten can like worry about these things. You know what I'm saying? I don't even feel like I'm on level ten. I'm probably just on level three. You know, like it's like what are, what are levels? These just like just arbitrary numbers we, we we throw it out there, but. It, it's interesting because now you would have someone else coming to you saying, oh, yeah, but your book isn't even complete. Like, why don't you do this? You're like, bro, what are you talking about? And then mm-hmm. now that's see the seed of doubt that just got sown in your head, right? Like, oh, right. like, do I have the right thing? Like, why is it this way? Or what's this other mm-hmm. book? Like, why is this here? Like, am I being lied to? And it's just, it's like questions people have later on that, you know, you should, again, know why you believe it, why
2: these things didn't happen. But again, it all comes in time. It all comes yeah, in now. time. So, where are we?
1: Oh, verse 13. Anything else to add? Did I forget something? I feel like we just went on a tangent there and apologize Uh, to the audience. But hey, it's a podcast. That's what happens.
0: (laughs) Right. That's what we
2: do. Okay. So, it's also funny, right? Um, That again, when we went in
1: Kings, it was like, you know, Cyrus, then Darius, then Odoxerxes, right? And then. Xerxes who was just another King did kind of alter the edict
0: <laughs> that's true that's true they they talk about oh let anybody who you know what I'm saying do this blah blah, blah be it be a uh, dunghill and thing like that but they they <laughs> they um they they um changing everybody changing they 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 um they stances everybody undoing doing with the with the king before the, you see what I'm saying like
1: yeah, just like modern governments. <laughs> yeah, boy. All right, so verse 13. Then Tatanai, the governor of the region of, the, of Babylon beyond the river, Shetha and the, his companions diligently did according to what King Darius has said. So the elders of the Jews built, so the elders of the Jews built and they prospered, <clears throat> pardon me, through prophesying, through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel, and according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, and Xerxes, king of Persia. Now the temple was finished in the third day and month of Adar, which is in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius, then the children of Israel, the priests, and the Levites, and the rest of the descendants in captivity celebrated the dedication of the house of God with joy. And they offered sacrifices at the dedication of this house of God. One hundred bulls, two hundred rams, Four hundred lambs, and as a sin offering for all the twelve, a sin offering for all Israel, twelve male goats according to the number of the tribes of Israel. They assigned the priests to their divisions, and and the Levites to their divisions over the service of God in Jerusalem, as it is written in the book of Moses. And it's still interesting. I still find this like interesting and symbolic that even though Judah was just like two tribes, still offered. 12 goats for every one of yeah. the other tribes, too.
2: Yeah, that's, that's actually, that's
1: amazing. Because <laughs> you're all even getting along with the descendants now, right?
2: Really
1: dumb. Uh I guess we got three, like four more verses. Let me just knock it out. And the descendants of the captivity kept the Passover on the 14th day of the first month. And the priests of the Levites had purified themselves. All of them were ritually clean, and they slaughtered the Passover lambs. We're all the descendants of the captivity, but their brethren the priests and for themselves. They did then the children of Israel who had returned from captivity ate together with all who had separated themselves from the filth of the nations of the land in order to seek the Lord God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. And the Lord made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to strengthen their
2: hands in the work of the house of the God and the house of Israel. Mm. excuse
0: me. So yeah, between, so you, Go for it. Go for it. No, go for don't it. Don't go, right, go no, saying as you mentioned, as yeah, <laughs> as you mentioned off part, Um, <clears throat> last episode, we see where Artaxerxes stopped the um the building, you know, the the building efforts. But right now, King um, King. Maybe it's King Darius, right? Yeah. King Darius, um, for those who missed it, King Darius preceded Artaxerxes. So right now, this 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 was the building efforts that happened before the enemies of the Jews in verse in, in chapter four um, stopped, um, kind of discontinued it. You know what I'm saying? So the Jews was building their temple for three kings oh, let's see, Cyrus, Darius, Xerxes, Artaxerxes, There was, was already through their fourth king. I didn't do the math of the timeline of how many years um, or between all those four kings. But <clears throat> this was four kings and they hadn't been done yet. You know what I'm saying? And, this, and uh, the enemies of the Jews finally got through to a king, you know what I'm saying, to, to get them to stop. Yeah, and it's so
1: interesting too, right? Like, they essentially did the same playbook, just with a different game, right? And it's interesting that, <laughs> oh, boy, that, that Darius went Sar- back to Cyrus Records and, like, found it. And, like, part of me is almost even wondering, like, did someone destroy both of these edicts? So by mm-hmm. the time it came to Artaxerxes, like, they were just gone. So he couldn't find them when he did his search, so he only could find, like, the negative parts. Because it's, mm-hmm. like, again, like, all of this is, like, ancient history to us, right? But for them, it's re- it's it's a more recent history. They're like, okay, we did this last time, but he found the it. All right. And, you know, we had to pay all this. So, guys, we all, let's just, again, conspire against the new king. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, like, destroy some of these records. So when he goes to do the search, let's make sure he finds, we want him to find all the history of them rebelling. Like it's, it's Like, it's just interesting, like, what, like... <clears throat> Story, part of me like how the same playbook was ran, but it or like it had two different results. Based on what was it found, does. based on what was found when the search was done, and it's like we know what should have been found when the search was done. Like Onyxirsi should have found the decree
0: from Cyrus and the decree from Darius, but he didn't come right. with any this, of those. <laughs> right, I think I think that's because of how they um, that's because of how they worded. They didn't they didn't send. They didn't send um, Artaxerxes to look through the Persian records. They sent them to look through like the ancient Jewish records. So look at everything that happened before the Persian Empire. Look at how when the Assyrians was trying to capture them, how they was fighting back, and then how they go on and, and, and try to join alliance with Egypt. You mm-hmm. see, look at how disloyal they've been over the years. Look at how they, the, the, the the northern kingdom been, and take all that into consideration You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) Because if he had, um, if if they had looked at the Persian record, which I'm sure he did, but I don't know. If he had looked at the Persian record, then he should have seen how Cyrus was fully, Cyrus and Darius was fully content to support their efforts and and it wasn't no problems.
1: So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's just funny how things work out in history. Mm-hmm. I did in the Bible for that matter. All right. Um, I so like this is like the end of like the first ooh, I don't know what to call it, arc story in Ezra. Like in next chapter, we're gonna actually get into the namesake of the book, Ezra. And it's just interesting, right? Because when like, we see we we see like a period of high, low, and then like another high with the with, with this group, right? like we saw them enter. Then we saw the foundations were laid, and we saw the mixed reactions. And you go back two episodes, and we kind of discussed that. But the mixed reactions from the people: some were happy, some were sad, some, again, you know, I suspect were overwhelmed with all the feelings of guilt about uh, and just reminiscing of the times they spent in, in in captivity. But now they're back, and like this, see the temple that was here is now it was destroyed, and now we're back, and we're, we're at the point we're actually we to rebuild something that was so glorious. Then we see they, they 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 were excited they started to build and they they come up against some opposition like this. the Samaritans were saying, like, let's help you They're like no, we want to keep our temple purified, keep it pure. And then somewhere along the line of this lost steam. Uh, but now they got to the point where, you know, through through the prophecy of two prophets that God sends, sends his timely prophets, they were able to like refine or rekindle that hope. You know, they they were able to actually set up what they wanted to do. It, it took some years. But they but they finished the mission and they actually got their temple rebuilt and obviously the people are the, the continents of the all Israel are lifted. Like the people are joyful again. They're happy. They're it's it's like the good old times. They're keeping their soccer. They're, they're keeping their festivals, they're keeping their holidays, they're 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 offering sacrifices, they're atoning for their sins. The people are back in communion with their God. And I think I, I think that's powerful. I think that's powerful. It's it's funny how sometimes we often drift away from God and we don't know quite how far we drifted until we find our way back. And we look back and say like, wow, I was in a really dark place, but thank God I found my way back. And I think that's kind of what the people of Israel are feeling right now. Like, yo, we quite literally were in a different land again. You know, Mm -hmm. like history quite literally repeated itself. We drifted far away, but we're, we're we're back. Like, thank God we're back doing what we know we should be doing. We have our temple again. It may not be as glorious as it was it once was, but it's ours. We're keeping our Jewish holidays again. We're having our festivals. We have our identity again. So, yeah, I think I think I think it's a good thing for the people. And I think it's something like we also could, like look back and reflect and see ourselves in the story like, how far we drifted away from God and and that feeling we get when we finally get back in God's arms and have that communion with him and feel like, you know, we have the hope that everything just might be okay.
0: In the days of King Darius the Great, before Artaxerxes halted the rebuilding efforts of Jerusalem, was a governor, Tatnai, that inquired about these efforts. After it was revealed to them their mission, he confirmed with Darius, who later affirmed him of their plans and also instructed him to assist with their provisions. Now, fast-forwarding back to the days of Artaxerxes, we learn of a new leader of the Israelites, a descendant of Aaron that was trained in the laws of Moses. But we'll talk more about Ezra on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and the Cars Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone. I'm going to see you next week.